You're listening to The Gold Derby Show on The Gold Derby Podcast Network. Welcome back to Gold Derby. I'm Christopher Rosen. I'm joined by Joyce saying, Joyce, we're back. We haven't done this in a few, it feels like over a week because we've been so busy. Well, it has been over a week. <laughs> wow. Time flies. It's, I've been so excited to do this with you and talk to you about the Emmys. Who can, who can wait? I, but, but we're not doing Bright Star Adventure Park today. No, we're not doing a succession no, today, no. though. Uh, remains the best show. Just mm -hmm. a ne never, never ending source of fun, including this, which I got as a Christmas gift this year, Joyce. Uh, and finally, we're- Wow, who, who knows you so well? So my, my wife does. <laughs> <laughs> who else am I gonna get presents from? Nobody, maybe my parents. I don't even think they would give me presents, my honestly. Anything, they, they give me uh, like money, maybe. Yeah, money is like, what I get too, right? Yeah, at, at a certain point, you just get old enough and they're just like, here's a check for whatever. Yeah, or then like like for like my birthday, like we'll probably go out to dinner. And like yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, something like that. I don't, I, I don't need presents. You know what, I got a ton of stuff I don't need any it's more. It's true. Presents. It's true. Too much, too much stuff. Uh, but just we're not so, talking. Yeah. yeah, we're not talking mm -hmm. about succession. We are talking about the limited series category. I've been, I've been so excited to do this because I have a new favorite show, Conversations with Friends. Help share with the class. Yeah. <laughs> yes, Conversations with Friends, aka bad texts, as you as you like to call it. Because a lot of bad texting <laughs> that, happens. That's on the only show. because in the unfinished screeners, there were no texts. Which <laughs> so. is which is a huge part of the show. You told me that and I was blown away because so much of the show is people texting and reading their texts. Uh, no, yeah. the, the limited series Conversation with Friends, Joyce, uh, is on Hulu. So here, here you'll know I loved it because I had to interview the most of the cast. So I'm already in the tank. Uh, and yeah, and you're predicting all of them, right? Almost. Yeah. I almost put Jemima Kirk into honestly in supporting. Uh, but no, I have I have was very fond of it. It's the same crew that people did Normal People, which is a show I did not watch. So I came into this totally blind on the uh, Sally Rooney cinematic universe and was very impressed. I enjoyed it very much. I I'll tell you why. Here's one of the things I liked about it. Uh, 12 episodes. And when I saw that, I immediately was like, oh, no. And then they're 30 minute episodes. I was like, oh yes, 30 minute drama, Joyce. Um, that's like really, that's a sweet spot right now. Comedies um, are anything 30, 30 minutes, minutes, really. Yeah, and the comedies now are, are longer than 30 minutes. But no, so I love I love bad texts, AKA conversations with friends. Uh, but I don't have it in for, for the, the limited series, the, the series itself, I do not have in. And I wanna talk to you about this wow. because I cannot figure out what to do with this category. I have, so I, I feel mean, like- no one can. Well, here's what I here's what I think. I think there's like four absolute not locks, right? Dope sick, white lotus, made, and the dropout. I still have the dropout winning, which is maybe foolhardy, but I, I could I still think it, I think it's gonna win. But those are the four I have, and then after that, I have no idea. I, I threw the staircase in, and I threw Station Eleven in, but at this point, it's more of a hope diction on Station Eleven because I just feel like it is not remaining in the in the conversation so i don't know but i that means i left out under the banner of heaven the beloved show first lady gaslit <laughs> pam and tommy inventing anna I, I could just keep going but i don't know joyce what do you have here explain to me i don't know what to do with this so help me out i mean i don't know what to do with it i <laughs> it it could be just five again um so i haven't changed any or moved anything um so i have under the banner of heaven dope sick white lotus made and the staircase and i have to drop out in six so wow so i don't even have under the banner of heaven in and you have it winning i i put that in there like two months ago when i watched the screeners and i've since finished the show because they sent the last two episodes so do you um, think, you still i don't think know like i I don't think it's like actually winning, winning. Like, I'm not like, oh, this is like a complete lock, but I don't know what I would put in its place. So it's like a placeholder, really. Like, what am I going to put in there instead of that right now? <laughs> I don't know. I don't even have it getting nominated though, because I guess I just keep going with these and I'm trying to figure out like, like we've been saying, there's in, in too much, it's mass TV. I love, I love that you coined that. I think that is like the best, the best Thank description you. of Thank this you, time. Thank you, trademark me. Yeah. Yeah. I, all, all credit to Joyce for mass TV. That's what this is. There's just so much. Yeah. There's too much. Like we, and I don't we know watch what. watch completely different shows because you have 
you have not finished under the banner of heaven. No, and I have, I not, have not started a conversation. Yeah, with friends, I haven't really. finished. I haven't watched Staircase. I haven't even had a chance to. Yeah, check I just, it out. I just, I just seen the unfinished text, and I'm like, I don't know what's happening here. <laughs> and so I'm like, how are like I don't know what people are watching, and then how it will rate, right? Like all these shows are ostensibly good. I don't think there's like really a like a lemon here. It's not like I think under the banner of heaven is bad. From what I've seen, it was no, very good. and like, but nothing has either like become like a huge juggernaut either like right. the queen's gambit you know like i think that's what everyone was waiting for especially in the spring and there's hasn't really been anything like that like not even the mayor of east town mm -hmm. um and yeah under the banner heaven i i really like a lot and it's really well made um the last episodes uh long uh, they don't have a single episode under an hour so most of them are like 63 64 minutes right the finale Gird your loins, an hour and twenty nine minutes. So we'll talk about this actually later because we're gonna we're gonna do a, I'm gonna filibuster about Stranger Things. But I will say I used to be anti long episodes. Now I'm like way in. Except I think except when they're too slow. And I wonder if Under the Banner of Heaven is too slow. So it's it's slow, but like I I like it. It's 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 not it's slow pace, but I feel like I'm getting a lot out of it. it they, the episodes can definitely use an edit like I would like if they shaved off like five to ten minutes of each of them mm -hmm. but I don't I like the pacing of it and I feel like I'm always getting a lot out of it like I don't like when I finish an episode I don't feel like that was like a waste of my time right you know like I wish maybe it was shorter um I also wish the finale was short even though like it's a lot happens in it and it's like a movie it's like it's like they saw inventing Anna's runtimes and was like hold my beer <laughs> and then Stranger Things saw their runtime and was like, wait, hold my beer. Um, but, but, you know, FX, they've, they've always done this, even though it's like an epidemic now with long episode runtimes. But, you know, Sons of Anarchy, like every episode was over an hour on yeah. linear FX. <laughs> Crazy times. So they're just now like everything's on streaming. So they're abusing this because there's no ads and, you know, whatever. Um, but yeah, it's a good show. And Andrew Garfield, he has his uh, a breakdown scene in the sixth episode, which is this week, I think, right? Mm -hmm. May 26th? Yeah. Let me, I'm, I'm like completely yeah, yeah. lost on my airtime. Okay. Um, yeah, so, but I, so I think I said like, maybe like months ago when I first watched it, that I don't know if I was like waiting to see the whole show before um, predicting to win. And I don't know about predicting to win. You don't think you'd pick Andrew to win? Yeah. Like, I think he's really good, but I think there's something, I don't know. I think, I think if he wins, it'll be more about like his year more so than like the performance or anything, even though he's really good in the show. He was uh, on the, on the time 100 list, Joyce, that came out. This yes. Week. A lot of, a lot of Emmy contenders on that list. Yeah. Good, 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 good job out of the publicists there to get them on that list. But I would say uh, Andrew Garfield was written. His little tribute was written by Martin Scorsese. Uh, mm -hmm. It looked like Marty just took a break from under the uh, killers of flower moon and jotted it down on like an index card. Cause it was very short, maybe like 150 words. You know, it's, it's his assistant, you know, yeah. But no, I don't even know. I don't think it was his and I think it was really Marty. And he was like, you know, me and Marty, I could call him that because we're pals. And he was like, oh, greatest actor of his generation, basically. And I was like reading that. And I again, beyond the, the fact that Will Smith obviously uh, tainted his best actor win. But boy, that is not going to age well in a bunch of different ways. We should have given Andrew Garfield an Oscar this year. That was my takeaway from reading all this. I was just like, that it, that win did not is not going to age well, the Will Smith win. Beyond, even if it was, even beyond the extenuating circumstances. Not that we need to talk about the Will you Smith. You know, thing. that was just his time. And as I've said, if you do live voting on the Oscars, that result will be different. <laughs> live voting would be great. So uh, the, I guess the reason I'm saying is I don't think, even with that said, I don't think Andrew Garfield is a lock to win an Emmy, even though I think there is- No, like, like I, I, would, I would maybe even like move him to third. I have him in second. Um, I, I want to look at that when we get over there, but I want to just stick on this. So this weekend, was I was talking to real people, my, my okay. pals who are not in the industry. One of the shows they talked about, and this is what I mean by saying, like, I don't know what people are actually watching, was We Crashed. People really- Oh, your fave. Yeah. It, was, it is my fave, but also people really watched it. And I think even though Apple TV has a smaller footprint than like the Netflixes and the HBO Maxes of the world, I do wonder if the lure of having massive movie stars on a TV series 
is going to help regular people want to watch these shows. And that's why I was like, I'm now like, I don't have either of these shows in, but we crashed in 1883, which is a Yellowstone prequel. Is it possible that those get in because of their broad popularity and like the idea that people are paying attention to them? More I, so I, than like, you know. I've thought like, about putting 1883 in because this category is like so chaotic and mm-hmm. that's kind of like that and Yellowstone are like the silent majority really because mm-hmm. I, I their, their core base is not online unlike a lot of these other shows whose like fan base is like very online. Correct. That's, yeah. I actually, I'm actually putting them in. I'm putting both Wheatgrass and 1883 in and I'm knocking what out the stairs. I'm dropping <laughs> Staircase in Station 11, my favorite Station 11. I just think that these are two, I, I just wonder if they're too niche. And I feel like HBO Max and HBO have so many contenders that I think it's hard to maybe even break Hulu through. has so many. <laughs> Hulu does have so many too. Uh, I don't know, but like, this is like a really chaotic category, but I just kept going back to that because I was like, in the end, similar to like a squid game type thing is like 1883 the squid game of this category right where it just is like or the yellowstone like you said of this cat where it just is like it, it is a popular thing that a lot of people watched they moved it into the limited series category from drama probably specifically because it's a limited series but also to help like kind of get it in you know and it's one of the shows that i would say has been doing the work right like that's the other thing like i feel like the 1883 people are all over the place I mean, Tim McGraw and Faith Hill, man. And uh, Isabel, is it Isabel May, right? Yeah, Isabel May, yeah. So, you know, those 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 Sam Elliott, of course. Obviously, you know, Jane Campion's favorite actor, Sam Elliott. So I I do think I I could see, and I think We Crash similarly has been all over the, I mean, I talked to Jared Leto, Joyce, my best friend. I know, you got two Jareds in six months. (laughs) Amazing, Uh, you know. He loves it. So, and no, also, but you know, Anne Hathaway have, having a moment right now in, in Cannes with Armageddon Time with our other fave, Jeremy Strong. Jeremy Strong. And but, the icon, Anthony Hopkins. Yeah. So, like, these are movie stars. Like, no offense to anybody in these other shows. Jared Leto and Anne Hathaway are like A list movie stars on a TV show. And and I think Anne that's going to get people great to watch. On it. Crash. And they're also great. So, like, that actually, so I'm like, I think in, in a situation like this where there's like literally, I mean, 30, 40 shows that are like all solid. Like these are all like, I mean, we didn't even mention, like we said, like the thing about Pam, right? Or like, uh, I don't even know, Gaslit, Roar, uh, Girl from Plainview, Plainville. Moon Knight, We Own the City. We Own the City, Moon Knight. But they, they don't like David Simon, no. sadly. Impeachment, remember Impeachment? Candy was another one uh, with like that had a lot of buzz. I just feel like there's so many of these shows, but I'm like, if you're sitting there as a television Academy member and like, what am I going to watch? Boy, there's so many things. A show with Jared Leto and Anne Hathaway is going to stand out. It's like, oh, they're major movie stars. And then you watch one episode and you're immediately hooked because that first episode of We Crash is so engaging and fun and they're really going for it. And I think that could help. And then 1883, like you said, is definitely the, the silent majority show. <laughs> Was it last week or two weeks ago? The Taylor Sheridan universe has expanded the cast Helen Mirren and Harrison Ford in yeah. another Yellowstone. I, I gotta say, Joyce, I'm not the most I'm not the most uh how do we say this? I'm not I'm not super into the Taylor Sheridan universe. It's not something okay. I've watched. I like uh Hell High Water. So fine, totally fine. I like Sicario. Did you write the first Sicario? Yeah, yeah, right. So Sicario is good. Uh, but no, I know, obviously, like my parents love Yellowstone, like people I know watch it. It's a good show. And I would say like when I saw Helen Mirren and Harrison Ford are cast in a 1932 set Boardwalk Empire style Yellowstone prequel again, I was like, I am in. I will watch that. That sounds really good. And then there's another in his extended universe. The I, I think it's like the Tulsa King or something with Sylvester Stallone as a mm-hmm. he's just like all over Paramount Plus because he also has like the Mayor of Kingstown. Love Jeremy it. Renner, so I'm know, like way in, but <laughs> I'm way in on that. Uh, you want to do? Let's go to. Uh, so I put those up. So my list now is since I just totally in chaos, chaos magic. Have the dropout, <laughs> dope, sick, made White Lotus, we crashed in 1883. That's what I'm sticking for now. I don't. I don't know. I don't know what I would put in first. If, should I just like keep under the banner of heaven? I mean, why not? I don't really know what the favorite is. I need That's the other I like. I have to put something in first. <laughs> I guess would what would what would it take to say there's a favorite here? Like when we see the nominations, whatever has the most nominations, maybe here ends up being like the favorite by default. Yeah, yeah. 
Because so, it's like, even even like the 2021 shows here, none of them dominated the Winter Awards because right. that was like Mayor of Easttown, you know? Right. That's the thing. Uh, like, and then they got like snubs in various places too, so. Right. Like Dopesick and Maid are seemingly like the leftover favorites, but neither one of them yeah, feel but like, like Dopesick is like the Michael Keaton show, like right. as in wins, you know? Like, I don't imagine either one of those shows getting like 13 nominations. Um, yeah, well, yeah, because they're also, uh, yeah, they're too modern, I guess, for right. like crafts and stuff. That's why, they, like, I mean, it, they could, they could, but yeah, that's why I feel like 1883 maybe could, right? Because it's gonna have like a lot of tech support as well. I don't know, we'll see. Uh, so Joyce, for, for, do you want to go to actor or actress next? Um, let's, let's go to TV movie quickly oh, yeah. because we haven't talked about this in like seven years, but we both yeah. have added something. So I haven't even watched it yet, but I added it. You have watched it and loved it. I've, I've watched it twice. Chippendale's Chip Rescue, Rescue Rangers. Rangers. Uh, I cannot wait to watch it. So the reason I haven't watched it is okay. because we've been to, to, to tease, we've been watching Stranger Things again. We already watched the first seven episodes and then we're watching it again. Uh, so this that's been a, like taking up a lot Where do of you our find time. The time? <laughs> it's, it's, and they're very long episodes, but I am super psyched to watch Chippendale. Chippendale uh, Rescue Rangers is like ninety minutes. That's uh shorter than like what half the Stranger Things episodes. Yes. and also yeah. uh yeah, so from the Lonely Island guys, uh, which is great stuff. Love uh, Pop Star. Love uh, Hot Rod. Great movies. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's amazing. It, this is like our. Are like Who Framed Roger Rabbit? Yeah, um, that's what it looks like. Yeah, yeah. So John Mulaney is Chip, Andy Samberg is Dale, um, and it's just it's like a really fun like meta like satire. A lot of great side gags, so you need to pause to really take them all in. And I also, um, I guess I, I got to not look at my phone. Yes, this is this is not a laundry movie. No, no, you need to pay attention, but like you will because it's it's really funny and engaging. Um, and then our fave uh, J.K. Simmons also has a voice part in this. Yeah, nice. Night Sky's own J.K. Really Simmons choice. Mm-hmm. Night Sky's own J.K. Simmons. Yeah, yeah. He had two projects released on May twentieth last week. Yeah. And no shade in Night Sky, which I enjoyed. I, I watched the whole thing, and I think you have as well. Yeah. But this was his solid show. Yeah, yeah. This is this is his better May twentieth performance <laughs> as as Captain Putty. It's awesome. <laughs> Uh, uh, here's what I have for this category. The Survivor. You'll be shocked to know I interviewed everyone from this show as well, or movie, including uh, Barry Levinson and Billy Magnuson and the star uh, Ben Foster. I have that. I have Fallout, which I have not watched, but I actually seemed like something I would enjoy and had like good uh, buzz seemed. I think Jenny Ortega is an up and coming mm-hmm. talent that who I've enjoyed in other things. I have Ray Donovan, the movie. For all the Ray Donovan vans out there, Chip and Dale, and then Zoe's Extraordinary Christmas. Those are my five in this category. So in instead of Ray Donovan, I have Help, the the Jodie Comer. Yeah, I series. I gotta say, I don't know much about Help. She she won the BAFTA. Yeah. For it, yeah. So, but yeah, I I mean, I'm all in on Chip and Dale here. So. Do you think it'll but, win? But this. It should win. They should put this category back on the main show and wow. present it last. <laughs> Given to Chippendale. Uh, all right, all right, Joyce. Let's go to uh, limited series and movie actress because mm-hmm. that one's always fun. Uh, I've got the top three here, slightly different order. Our odds are Margaret Qualley for Maid, Amanda Seyfried for The Dropout, and Jessica Chastain for Scenes for a Marriage. I have Amanda Seyfried winning, but I have those three. And then I go completely uh, chaos. I have Julie Garner for Inventing Anna still. I have Anne Hathaway for We Crashed. Probably the best Anne Hathaway performance since The Intern, I would argue. Yes, you know what was on on Saturday? The Intern on TNT. I watched the whole thing, obviously. Great movie. Anne Hathaway, love Anne Hathaway. She rules in We Crashed. And then my dear friend, Allison Oliver from Conversations with Friends, who I interviewed and was an absolute blast. And I actually think this, even with my complete hackery aside she's really good on the show it's like an incredible performance i don't know if she'll get in because it's like she's a first-time actor basically uh and the show is very small and on hulu even though they did a great promotional push for it who knows but she's like remarkably good on it i was really impressed with her so i put her in as my like long shot hope diction 
That means I left off all the first lady ladies, Claire Foy, Lily James, uh, Julia Roberts. I don't know. So this is another loaded category, obviously. It's, it's loaded, but also wide open because yeah. I only feel good about Margaret and Amanda. Not even Jessica. I don't, I mean, like I should probably put her in, but I don't, I don't have her in like, cause I, I can see her getting snubbed. Um, I kind of see her getting, I, I have her in because I think it's such chaos that her name will, will, will net out. Like sim- that's also why I have like Anne Hathaway in. And like we we're saying before, like she's a, just mo- Jane's a movie, like a legitimate movie star obviously she just won an Oscar, Oscar. So. I think yeah. that's going to just get her in even if scenes from a marriage came out 100 years ago and is not the type of show that people will be super enthusiastic about based on its content right it's not like a show you're like man you know what you got to watch it's so exciting scene from a marriage uh we crash yeah, you can maybe do very that. upbeat show yeah we crash <laughs> is like oh man Anne Hathaway dresses like a Navi from Avatar you got to check that out scene from a marriage is not one you're going to be texting your buddies about being like hey no, LOL. like I, I can totally see her getting in just from like inertia, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No offense, but I don't I, a good performance, but because I, mean. I just yeah, my four slots, the other yeah. four slots, if there are six, <laughs> I have Julia Garner. Um, I, I do have Anne. I have Claire Foy. Uh, I don't think she's getting in, but I, I, I love a three episode series, mm-hmm. <laughs> very British scandal. Um, and I put in Julia Roberts just to support her. I mean. But, they, that was another show. They did a great amount of press with Julia. She was all over the place and then has gotten really good. I haven't really seen a lot of people say negative things about it. I think Gaslight mm-hmm. has been pretty well received, but I just don't know how many people are watching. You know what I mean? It's like she could they, get in they, because she's- like stars. We know that. Right. She could get in because she's Julia Roberts. Like She didn't but, get in for Homecoming, a 30-minute drama. Right. So I don't know. But I, I don't know. I, none of the You don't have any of the first ladies either. No, and like- you know, we've talked about this. Like the only one I would nominate is Michelle Pfeiffer, who's the right. MVP of that show. Um, but yeah, I I dropped her a while ago, and I I mean I hope she gets in because it's a really great performance. But that it feels like that show just went from bad buzz, like on premiere day, over Viola Davis's lips, and then just no buzz. Yeah, it's not really. It, yeah, not a, not. It didn't really break through. I I would say here's my here's my brief take on Alison Oliver. I'll just, just to, to stump back to this. Uh, she has a, first of all, in real life, she's incredible. Like I, having interviewed me, I interviewed her Joyce and uh, she's know, very engaging. Did you and interview actually, her? I'm not clear on that. Yeah, no, I did. And yeah. uh, she, she's incredibly different from, she's not like the character, which I don't think people would know because like you said, she's like a first, this is like literally her first thing on camera. Uh, but I think if she does get put out there a lot and people are checking out her, the show and then versus her like press appearances she's a lot different than the character which i think is is interesting or like noteworthy and then so much of the because it's bad texts so much of the show is internalized uh with you know having to text or you know you, she's like re, almost like a sphinx half the time you kind of really got to read her face and like what she's thinking as a character and i think she just does an incredible job of like conveying a lot of emotion she does she's great at uh, a lot of the show is like her getting text messages that are either really bad, hence bad texts, or like very inscrutable. And she has to like read them and be like, oh crap, like that kind of, and I just think it's like really like very modern, it's a very modern form of acting. I feel like that's, we all respond, well, all read things I mean, and have to you respond. Know, to, to pull, like to pull the curtain back on acting and visual effects, when they do these things, like reading text messages they're not looking at anything most correct like they add that in post obviously so it's like pretty yeah and i'm like what are what are what is she reading so she's reading like when she texts her her boyfriend or the the, it's a show about an affair so she's having an affair with a character played by joe allen and he texts her okay period talk to you later period or whatever and it's all like very pointedly not what you want as a period you you don't put the period never put punctuation (laughs) in a text that's just like full cringe and she has to like respond to that and have her face melt without like really showing it i don't know i thought it was really impressive i don't know if she'll get nominated she's 100 to 1 on our odds she's she's just completely i mean buried here and i don't well, think i mean if you if you recall normal people paul mescal got in but not daisy edgar jones right. and so that's the other thing is that daisy edgar jones seemingly had more buzz because i think normal people had more buzz 
than uh-huh. conversation with friends and Daisy Edgar Jones didn't get in. And so like, that's another reason why you would say Allison Oliver is certainly not going to get in, but I'm going to stick with her just also because like we said, the cat- category is so chaotic. I don't know. I could make a case for like 20 of these actors, actresses. Oh, yeah, for sure. So I like, why not? Did we, did we talk about this here or like in our column? Um, I don't remember, but um, remember two years ago, this category um, when Daisy got snubbed, uh, they nominated Octavia Spencer for Self Made, a movie I don't think anyone saw. Mm-hmm. But it was just kind of like, we like Octavia Spencer. Right. And it was on Netflix. So I, I mean, yeah, some people saw it because it was on Netflix, but yeah. I don't think anyone was predicting her. No. And so that, that could happen here. I mean, would not surprise me at all to see like, I don't even know, Jessica Biel getting in or, you know, whatever. Isabel May for 1883, beloved 1883. Why not? I don't have her in, but I could. Uh, do you want to do actor, Joyce? Um, yeah, sure. Our, our favorite Batman. So I have Michael Keaton, Andrew Garfield. I have Ben Foster, Oscar Isaac, Colin Firth. And then I have the one and only Jared Leto. I have the top five in the odds and then Jared in sixth, basically. Did you have Jared before you talked to him? I did actually. I've had him in from the jump. It's just, he's awesome on it. It's such a fun performance. I know people are tired of Jared Leto, but man, he's so fun people are expecting him to be like completely over the top, like Gucci style. And he's really not. In he's not. No, it's, it's really fun. And the thing I liked about it, and I, when I interviewed him, I meant it, I, it's actually, he's actually funny. It's a funny performance. Like, it's not like, it's just, he's very light on his feet. I think it's a different kind of comedy, even than the House of Gucci comedy, which is kind of like a clown. Like Paolo is like an actual, like a human clown in, in the movie. And in we crashed it's not it's a little more nuanced comedy and i think it's like a bit of rom-com-ish sometimes and just a bit of like workplace comedy and he does it really well and it's something you would maybe not expect from jared leto again who knows what people are watching here's the thing he's a good actor yes he is he is go back 20 years go watch requiem for yeah no he rules go watch american psycho i want i want his uh, business card um but yeah, I think it's in recent years that's been clouded right. um, by other things and including his own performances. Yes. If he but, was never in Suicide Squad, I think we wouldn't be as like uh, irate about Jared. Yes, Leto. probably. Yes. Or, or like his uh, off-screen antics on set. Yes. Yes. Uh, so. Who do you have here, Joyce? Do you have, who do you have? Do you still have Michael Keaton winning? I still have Michael. Um, I have Andrew in second, but I'm considering moving Colin above him. Talk to me about the staircase. The you staircase. Like, yeah. Um, do you know about the real life case? Yes. Did you watch the doc? Yes. And yes. I've read a lot about it. And I know the show is a little uh, contentious choice because the, some of the choices they made, the documentary filmmakers have been pretty uh, unhappy with, I would say. It's kind of like LOL to me because like they're like the, the the doc filmmakers are part of the scripted show. Yes. And they consulted with them before, but it's like, I'm like, whatever. It's yeah. I, I don't think it's like a really like negative portrayal of them or anything, but um, I think like Colin, Colin, I think has the most to do out of like the three of them, like Michael Keaton and Andrew Garfield. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, you know, he's convicted of killing his wife, uh, played by Tony Collette, who is going lead, even though she's like totally supporting, but you know, what a flex for Tony Collette. And uh, yeah, he just, he just has more to do, I think. And it's, it's kind of, I guess, maybe a subversive term for him, because you don't really think of like Colin Firth as being like, like, possibly a murderer, you know, um, and the show, it's, I, I don't think it's, it's like, I think it's a good companion show to the docuseries, but um, it, you know, some of the choices are kind of like, oh, like the fifth episode last week was like all about Julia Benoche's character, the editor with whom Michael Peterson, um, Colin Firth's character in real life, they had a relationship as she was like working on a documentary. It was like all about her. And I don't know if we need a, like a complete episode, like 
about her. <laughs> you know, so it's kind of like that. But like this week, this Thursday is they do the owl theory. Do you know about the mm-hmm. owl theory? Yes. Yeah, the owl theory states that Tony Collette's character Kathleen was attacked by an owl, and then she just like collapsed and hit her head and bled out. Correct. So they actually uh, reenact that in the show. Oh wow, nice. Amazing. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you have that to look forward to um but yeah i i think like i think colin could win um it's, well again it, go, the the jared corollary of it's he's a giant movie star colin for yes him. yeah oscar winner yeah and if like dope sick is not as strong um even though i think we all like love michael keaton and like his speeches this past winter were just incredible <laughs> Like I, I, I do think he's beatable, but like I still have him in first. Um, because I also would love for him to like win something major as well. Cause like mm-hmm. Colin has an Oscar. <laughs> right. But yeah, I think like those are the top three. And then I have Oscar. Um, I have my guy Paul Bettany. Wow. And I know I still I still have both a very British scandal people. I'll probably drop them eventually, but I'm gonna keep them for now and i have sebastian stan (laughs) nice that show not not is not not a top of mind i would say no um but you know like he and lily james are still out there he was just on colbert like two days ago or last he's got a two a two for hulu because fresh is a movie a tv movie also with uh daisy edgar jones yes a tv movie Mm -hmm. a great tv movie fresh yes so he he could be double nominated I don't think he will be. I don't think he will be, but Joyce, let's do a supporting actress. So this one is slightly easier, maybe, but not really. Again, a total mess. I have Jennifer Coolidge, seemingly everybody has at the top. I have her there. I've got Andy McDowell for Maid and Caitlin Deaver for Dope Sick. And then I go again, full chaos. I have Florence Pugh for Hawkeye. Not going to let that one go. I'm going to die on that hill. I have Faith Hill, speaking of dying on a hill, for 1883. And then I have Juno Temple for The Offer, my beloved offer. Here's the reasoning for that one. She's actually quite good on the show. And I think The Offer is another one of those shows that people have watched, especially in the industry, because it's about Hollywood. And I think people have been interested in it. And whether or not they really love the show, it's at least very entertaining and engaging. And she is also incredibly good. And I think has the, the halo effect of having Ted Lasso as well. So she could get like a Julia Garner style double nomination even though the second thing is more populist and frothy than the first thing, I would say. So that's, that's a six I have. Um, okay. <laughs> I, I mean, I have seen the offer. She's fun. We, the show is fun. Yeah. It's fun. Show. It's, yeah. Just, uh, you know, if you, if you want a lot of allegiance to the Godfather, I don't know if you would watch this for that, but yeah, it's, it's entertaining. Highly entertaining, Very entertaining, especially the finale that takes place at the Oscars. <laughs> it reminds me of uh, this is going to say this. This would it reminds me of Entourage, and in, in both good and bad. But it is very much like Vince got the movie, you know that kind of thing. Like oh, how are they going to get out of this one? And then oh man, they got out of it, and they made the Godfather. It's a lot of that, but it's yeah, super and they fun. won the Oscar. <laughs> yeah, like man, will they get it? Will it come out? Yes, it will. And it's going to yeah. win the Oscar, right? Yeah, no, they're going to make the movie. And then uh, we're going to make The Longest Yard and have it be a great movie too. I, I, I was, I'm very, I like the show. So uh, no, but I have Juno Temple getting in because I think she's, like I said, like I think, you know, easy, an easy double nominee in a category here with a lot of people who, I don't know who would get in. Like I had Lori Metcalf in for the dropout, but I'm just not convinced she's in it enough. She's got like one or two scenes. Listen, we'll get Lori her nomination for Hacks. That was the other thing. I was like, she has a better chance of getting guest actress support uh, comedy nominee for the hacks because she's so funny. Weed on hacks. Weed. Like that'll be just an easy guest nom. Yeah. For her. When Pete Wentz gives you a nickname, it sticks. So yeah, yeah. And then you know she she eats at Wendy's, which my favorite fast food restaurant. So it's yeah. an unimpeachable and good fast food restaurant. Uh, a lot of like in our odds, Connie Britton is here. Uh, pretty highly rated. Alexandra Daddario, obviously in contention. You said uh, Tony Collette's going lead, Joyce. Yeah, she hasn't been moved yet. So she, she would not be yeah. here. Uh, Ellen Burstyn for First Lady. 
which uh, she's still still hanging in there because <laughs> people don't update. <laughs> right. I, I just don't like none of these are like really standing out to me. I don't know. I, I don't know where else to go. It, it does feel like can White Lotus get like multiple acting nominations here? I love. I at one point had three White Lotus ladies in there, and I think I have two. But with like Tony going lead now, maybe I'll just put um, Alexandra back in because I have I have Jennifer and Connie. So it could be like a default. I mean, like they're all excellent on the show. They were really fun, and I actually thought my personal preference would have been like Connie and. And Alexandra ahead of Jennifer Coolidge. I think they were just better. They had better. I, yeah, material. I prefer Alexandra out of the three of them. And so, like, I would definitely have no problem with them getting in. But I'm just like, does the show support three actresses here? And also, I don't know. I don't know. And, all, and like, it does feel like Jennifer Coolidge is the one that everybody is focused on. So, like, mm-hmm. she seemingly would be like the obvious choice. But maybe people are just like, so remain excited about White Lotus. That's the other thing. It was on last summer. How much do people even remember it or beyond Jennifer Coolidge? You know, I don't know. Yeah. And do you think she could be like the Catherine Hahn of this year? Just this like kind of beloved comedic actress who gets this like juicy part on a limited series and everyone thinks she's going to win and then she doesn't. But who would she lose to? That's the problem. Like obviously like Catherine Hahn lost to Julianne Julianne Nicholson Nicholson. for a very, very popular show. There's no mare in here. So like who would win? Yeah, and like Julianne also had a super baby final episode. Right. So I don't so, know who would be the option here. I mean, like Caitlin Deaver has like a really baby performance, I think, for Dope Sick, but mm. she's not as well known. And I don't know, the show is not mayor. So I don't know if she would win. Yeah. Um, it would have been cool if, if Tony were still in this category because we could have the unbelievable reunion mm-hmm. with her and, and Caitlin. Um, I actually think if like Tony had say in here, she maybe could win. Yeah, I was thinking that too. I, I had her in. I mean, obviously. <laughs> I know. Um, I mean, they could also be kind of strategically moving her to lead to make room for more supporting actresses from the staircase. Maybe. So Parker Posey, like I've seen those, a lot yeah. of good buzz on. And um, yeah, like she's she's entertaining, but I think it's just because it's kind of like scene steely and I don't even is she even in the last three episodes I don't remember but there's a lot of Julia Binoche in the last couple um I actually like Sophie Turner a lot on the show she's Hmm. one of their daughters um yeah so I think they could just be making room for other staircase ladies yeah Um, I have Andy McDowell for maid um and I too still have Florence because I don't know what else (laughs) so it might seem silly but She's great on, I mean, it's just like awesome. She's so much fun on Hawkeye. It's a great performance and I love her in the show. So I know I just rewatched the finale over the weekend and like the elevator scene with her and Haley Steinfeld. It's great. And she actually elevates the show, I feel like. And she's like, it's just a really great performance. And and Florence Pugh's a legitimate actor, obviously, like an Oscar nominee. So it's not like a total like hail mary to expect that she would get nominated i don't know i'm gonna i'm gonna keep her on i'll just keep her on until she doesn't get nominated joyce i'm not changing it <laughs> i mean there's like a lot of other huge names like there's Edie falco for impeachment and remember she got in for that like law and order menendez showed a no yep, one that's true so she could do it again because this category is so open um yeah there's there's faith you have faith <laughs> I, I have faith in there's chloe Sevigny, girl from plain view um, I want. I worry that that girl from Plainview uh, just has gotten. There's too many Hulu shows in that. Game. Yeah, Hulu has a lot going on. Yeah, so th- I worry about that one. Yeah. So for then- for supporting actor Joyce, I am. I got Matthew Good number one with a bullet for the offer. Not not even in the top seven for our odds. So I'm really carrying the load there. But I love him as Robert Evans. It's a hilarious performance. And again, I do think people who watch the show are going to be entertained by it and really like him. So I have him. I have Murray Bartlett, Naveen Andrews, Peter Sarsgaard for Dope Sick, Seth Rogen for Pam and Tommy. And then just because we're chatting, my good pal Joe Alwyn for Conversations with Friends, I threw in. Uh, Taylor Swift's significant other, who I also interviewed, Joyce. So, you know, it's- a I know you did. So- she she has an Emmy, so are you saying he'll be halfway to an EGOT? He could because he won a Grammy. I asked him where he keeps his Grammy, and I'll and tell what you did what he say. He was uh, huh, I don't know, I don't remember, 
I think it's on the piano, period. And I was like, bad text oh, just, right just there. Just like the text, yeah, period. That was, yeah. I was like, but he was cut it off. I was like, all right, we're wrapping it up. Like, I, I don't want to talk about this. No. Well, I felt, I feel bad because obviously everybody like comes at him with like Taylor Swift stuff. But I was like, we're gold derby, Joyce. I don't know if you know this. And we like awards. So I was like, where do you, I was like, if I had a Grammy, I would like, I would wonder where I would put it. And he said on his piano. And I was like, that's a great spot for a music award. Because isn't that like how they started writing their all her songs? On yeah, he produced Evermore. like six of the songs and, and he yeah. wrote like, you know. Under an alias. Yeah, uh, good for him. Uh, he's very good on the show. Again, I feel like it's another tricky part because so much of the character is like internalized. And I was really won over by him. I, I not really, I, the only thing I had really seen him in before this show was obviously Billy Lynn's long halftime walk, which I saw once at New York Film Festival and fell asleep during and did not like it uh just a little bit of a disappointment that was when uh the remember it was the, the big deal about the fps or whatever it was the frame rate yeah that was that was the narrative for that movie in that season and you know uh ang lee tried i love ang lee and i love that he does try Same. and i thought joe allen's actually pretty good in the movie he had great he had almost too much chemistry with uh Kristen stewart if you'll remember their brother and sister and it's a little uh it's a little too much chemistry, I would say, for brother and sister. Um, but the movie itself was, I was just not for me. And then I saw him again in The Favorite. That was the next time I've seen him in something. And he's hilarious in The Favorite, which is mm-hmm. a fabulous movie. Yeah. And I love it so much. And then this, I thought he was another flavor. And Wow, you didn't see all three of his 2018 movies? Boy no. Erased and Mary, Queen of Scots. No, wow. I skipped all of those. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry to focus features. Yeah, he had a hat trick in 2018. And then and then he was in Harriet, if you recall. Yes. And then the souvenir, I think, too, right? Or souvenir yes. part two, maybe. Yeah. Uh, I like Joe Allen. So I have him in, but I, I don't know what to do with this category either. I mean, Nick Robinson from Maine is up there. Do you have him in? I do, just because I needed to fill that sixth spot. <laughs> it's tough, right? Like OT, in fact, Benley has been out for First Lady and we crashed. I don't think he's going to get in for either. I would prefer the We Crash performance, but he obviously plays Obama, I think, on First Lady, so that probably would yes. help. Uh, William H. Macy for the dropout, looking like Peter Sarsgaard in Green Lantern with his head. He's got a big bald cap on. It's good performance, but I don't think he's in it that much. Yeah, um, I, I have Murray, Naveen. I have my guy, Wyatt Russell. So I was going to ask you about why Russell, I almost put him in, make the case for him. I feel like he could get it. Because he's great. I mean, we've yeah. talked about him before, right? Yeah. yeah. Like he's just, it's like, he's absolutely terrifying in it, but in like a charismatic way. Mm-hmm. Um, he has some good stuff in the last two episodes too. Like, I think he's, he's the, the best of the brothers. <laughs> yeah. I think that's true. Yeah. Um, uh, so I, if, if the show were a lot stronger, you know, me, the person who has the show at number one as a placeholder, I would be a lot more confident. But like, I, I think I will just like hope dictum because it's a really great performance. And uh, he's, he's one of uh, Daisy Edgar Jones's uh, killers. Yeah, uh, not a spoiler. It's a real case. Um, speaking of Daisy, I would nominate her too when supporting. Um, She's, is she running supporting her lead though? She's in supporting. I mean, it's a total, I mean, it's it's kind of like Tony, like they're supporting, but she, I think Tony's in the staircase more than Daisy is in Under the Banner of Heaven because she's missing in a whole episode. Right. And then in another episode, she's, you just see her for like half a second in a montage. Mm-hmm. Um, but she's in the last two. Um, so yeah, so I, I guess I'll just hope Dick Wyatt. <laughs> I think that's fair. I'll give you another person I wanted. I almost wanted to put in. Why it was on the list. The other one was Jake Lacey for White Lotus. We talked a lot I, about. Yeah, I, he he and Alexander are my faves from the White so Lotus. So we talked a lot about obviously like the the actresses, but he's so good and such a terrible person. I think on the White Lotus. Yeah, and I I don't know. I can't decide if like that will hurt him or not. Just so there's not a like lot of a there, yeah. There's not a rooting factor there. You're not rooting yeah. for him because he's like he's so playing, good. Yeah, he's like. He definitely was someone who if was not at the January 6th insurrection, at least like probably favorited a tweet about it, you know, that kind of thing. That's the kind of guy he's playing. And uh, 
not, yeah, I think he's so great on it. It's just a really fun against type performance. And I would love to see him get in. And I could see it, especially if White Lotus is still, like you said, like it could support three supporting actresses. It has a series nomination probably on lock. Maybe he does get in then. I don't know. I don't have, I'm not predicting it, but I could see it happening. Yeah, I don't have him in either. I have, so I, I have Peter, sorry, I was going for dope sake. And then I, I swapped my uh, Stuhlbargs. So mm. I have Stuhlbarg in for the staircase. Now he plays uh, Colin Firth's lawyer. Um, so I think that's the better performance. So <laughs> I have him in there. Um, but I, again, I, I don't know who's getting in here. We're so helpful. We don't have- Really no great. How about Tim McGraw for eighteen? Uh, so you have Faith, but not Tim. Well, I might put Tim in if I knock Joe Allen out, let's say. Okay. Um, Are you convinced sure. that Peter Sarsgaard will get in? He's second no. in the odds. And I don't believe it either. I just don't. I, like the only person I think is save is Murray. <laughs> it's pretty nuts, right? I could see Seth Rogen getting in for sure, but who knows? Again, it's a weird performance because the character is not really a good guy, but I think the show is framed to its detriment at times from his perspective. Mm-hmm. And I think that's one of the reasons why I was not super, uh, super as into it as I had wanted to be, I guess. Let's Remember say. last year when everyone thought like Bill Camp was like winning? Or at least like, being nominated. So like who who will be that? Will Murray be that this year? <laughs> no, I think it'll be, I think it could be Peter Sarsgaard because I don't really think a lot of people are talking about that performance. And while he's second in the odds and yeah. makes you think that he is uh going there, I'm gonna take him out right now. I'm putting I'm putting Tim McGraw in. Yeehaw. Wow. Is what yeehaw what they say on 1883 Joyce? I'm doing it. I, I guess so. I I don't know. You're going for the his and hers nominations. I am. I'll tell you what. So I, I told you, I'm Matthew Good winning, and Murray Barlett obviously is the favorite. He won a lot of you know critical acclaim. He just, and, he just won critics' race, yeah. I think Naveen Andrews actually should win. I love him on the Dropout. Yeah. That character is so bad and evil, and uh, he does a great job with it. And I again, there's not a lot of rooting factor there, certainly for the character. But Naveen is awesome on the show. I just love him, and I love his. His work with Amanda is awesome. Mm-hmm. And the fact that Amanda, I think, is like probably, if not winning, like a strong favorite to win actress would help him as well because so many of his scenes are with her, obviously. Yeah, like all, and they have such long scenes together too, yeah. like in the finale. So it's kind of, I guess you could, it's it's kind of like like Gene Smart and like Hannah Einbinder. I think it's like, they just have so many two-handers together right and it's like you can't they're like inextricably linked you know so and, if you nominate one you might just nominate the other and he, he is really good um that's why i almost was ready to put hannah einbinder in first and supporting actress because this year i think she's great and you know like we said the gene the gene halo i think could lift her up but we'll see hmm. we're not doing comedy today joyce no um, laughs. No laughs allowed. No, no laughs and limited because we have no idea what's going on. Um, there's all the, the gaslit dudes are are good too. Dan Stevens and Shay Wiggum. I know, but I just don't but, have that happening. Yeah, I know. It's it's hard. <laughs> um, yeah, you you have your guy uh, Kyle Chandler for Super Pumped down so here. I am, I had him in at one point. Love him on the show, but I feel like the Super Pumped the uh, the engine behind it is not really it's revved up. Let's say. So you're you're just gonna you're gonna back We Crashed over Super Pump of yes scam shows for yeah. sure. I think We Crashed and The Dropout are the two scammer shows that pop the most, and I think in different ways. And I think We Crashed, especially because of its famous people, no offense to Amanda Seyfried, uh, at the top makes it stand out most. And I think that actually has really done a good job. And the other thing I feel like with We Crashed is, even though it came out I think in March and it finished up like last month, it is a it has kind of because it's on apple tv i think people have lately later found it somewhat similar to the way coda existed for like six months before people are like hey coda is on i should watch it i feel like we crashed a little bit like that too that there's still a discovery of it happening do you think um for shows like that and um like the offer if people are going there for something else like ted or um, I don't know, Severance or The Morning Show or Coda. 
and then they just see Lee Crash. So they'll check it out. Or they're going to Paramount Plus for 1883. Not Yellowstone, because that's on Peacock. I, I actually um, think they would check it out. And I think and then that, they'll and yeah. then they'll watch the offer, which is not from the Taylor Sheridan universe. I think they would. And I think the way these platforms at least promote it on my end with the algorithms and stuff, they do want to like elevate those. And if you see the offer as like a godfather thing, if you're watching 1883, the chances are you're going to be like, that's for me. I want to watch that. I mean, check out this offer show. Uh, so make, make the case for your guy, Matthew Good. So he is very funny on it. <laughs> he's hilarious. First of all, it's an incredible impression of Robert Evans. He's, I think he's entirely too tall for Robert Evans probably, right? But Yeah, like, he's very lanky. But it's, I definitely in a million years would have not have said Matthew Good can play Robert Evans and do his voice. And he does it. It's an incredibly scene-stealing performance. He's hilarious. Uh, it's, it's, it's almost very surface level, I would say. There's not a lot of depth to it, I would argue. But it is so funny. And I think it's a character, it's like a big, big, loud performance. And I think on the show, if people watch it again, I'm, I'm basing it on like, it's a Hollywood show about Hollywood for Hollywood awards. People are going to like that. I think if you're an older person who remembers Robert Evans or knows he exists, you would be like, that's pretty good. You know what I mean? Like, I think it's like, he gets it really well. And it's just hilarious. He's just hilarious. It is incredible. Everything he does in the show, I think is really funny and I think for a supporting performance, it really could stand out. I'm actually shocked he's not, like, I have him winning. Sure. Maybe he's not going <laughs> to win. I think the problem or, like, why he's probably so low is that it's on Paramount Plus, which yes. is, you know, uh, not not a, or, like, you know, formally known as CBS All Access. Right. It's not historically been a huge Emmy player. No. Um, he, he was on... Uh, the Good Wife, and it's been off The Good Fight. It's never, you know, like nothing for Christine Baranski, basically for right. The Good Fight. Um, and also, the show got terrible reviews, so I think people are just low on it. So it got terrible reviews, but people who watch it like. I I think it's it's interesting to me because it's like I don't know what even. I'm gonna look up the scores right now. <laughs> even the terrible reviews, I think people are like it's entertaining. Like all the reviews yeah. I read were like it's actually it's not high art but it is entertaining it's not like right. it's I, I think that's the problem like if you go into it thinking it's like prestige high art like if you go into thinking it it's like under the banner of heaven like it is not no i would argue it's more entertaining than under the banner of heaven though i enjoyed watching oh, no it. i i agree like they're just completely different shows so that's why i think that, that's why i think it could support a nomination for him because people are going to watch it and actually enjoy watching it and then i think he's such a standout that he'll get in that that's that's basically my only take. So it has a, it has a 49 on Metacritic. Wow. But the, the user score, are you ready? 8.8. Wow. Yeah. So let me see. Where's Rotten Tomatoes? It's the people's choice, Joyce. (laughs) Rotten Tomatoes. Roddy T's, as Darcy Carden says on my favorite show, Barry. Um, The offer. And this is riveting. Um, It has a 49% Wow, look look at that symmetry there. 49 score on Metacritic and a 49% on Rotten Tomato. So it's rotten. It has the green splat. But audience score, 95%. I'm telling you, the people who watch it love it. So that that's gonna help. I think that'll help them. Uh Joyce, I want we're gonna wrap up here, but you're you, I'm gonna I'm gonna filibuster about Stranger Things. Go ahead, go ahead. I love Stranger Things. I think season four is amazing. And I actually watching it, I think I was thinking today, it could end up because of its tech stuff, it could end up with the most nominations of any show, I would say, this year. Mm-hmm. The tech so what do you what do you you don't like that? You seem like uh, well, I like I I have it in series and I, I have it in series and I actually moved up. I moved some actors in since we last spoke. Oh, okay. Who did you move in? So well, first, let's just say I brought. I, I moved in David Harbour and Millie Bobby Brown, uh, in supporting okay. for both. So broadly, one of the things the the, the critical consensus group think is that it's too long, and I would say it's not. I think the and this is somebody I fall asleep watching everything. I cannot focus on most things. I just read my phone or whatever. This show, I am fully engaged. The way it's paced, I just think. My take on the show in, in general is season one was totally fine. I enjoyed it. It was good. Season two, I thought was a step back. It was way more of the same. And 
kind of just very repetitive. And season three, I felt was like a leap because they figured out the pacing of it really well. And what they did in season three was kind of very Lost-like and very Lord of the Rings-like, where it's like, we're going to have three separate plots and just cut between them. And it's going to take place over the span of like a couple of days. And this season, they're doing the exact same thing and they've lengthened the episodes. But because it's so well made, they never hang out with one of the scenes too long. And you're kind of just jumping between the, the broad, like not spoilers here, but whatever. There's like, it takes place in Hawkins, Indiana. I know you're not, you're not the biggest Stranger Things fan, Joyce. So they, they takes place in Indiana. That's their main little. I, I, I've, I've seen enough of it to know that it takes place in Hawkins, Indiana. So it takes place in Hawkins, Indiana, one spot. Picks up from where the last season ended. So uh, Mike, or um, excuse me, Eleven and Joyce. There's a Joyce on the show too, which I thought. I know, I know that. I was very excited. Um, what, like six years ago? <laughs> yeah. Well, now it's like we have a. This is a great time for Joyce's because we obviously it is. have. It's the year of Joyce's. Really. Year of Joyce's. Uh, yeah. And then we have. So there's a part in California, and then Hopper, who is David Harbor, is in a Russian prison. Uh, they kept him alive. They kind of retcon, like how they bring him back and stuff. Sure, it kind of robs the stakes of the third season, but sure, it's fine. Anyway, they just cut between everything incredibly well. I thought this sound, like, this is going to sound again, like I tweeted this yesterday. It's definitely like the, it's like, oh, I love the Titanic cinematography, Joyce. But the sound design on Stranger Things is There amazing. was the cinematography. <laughs> the cinematography is great. The sound design is unbelievable. I think everything, the way it used, not just to like creep you out, but like a lot of like, they really hit sounds for like comedy purposes, I feel like, or like just like to edit between things. It's very fun. Uh, I love the score. I think is a level up from the previous seasons. I could see it getting in there. Cinematography for sure. Directing. There's a lot of cool set pieces. Sean Levy directs a couple of episodes, obviously the buffers and then like Nimrod Antel, who is a a filmmaker from, he's done a lot of, uh, I think horror movies. Let me see. Like he's, uh, yeah, he did a vacancy, a classic, uh, classic horror movie. Just like a lot of, a lot of, uh, Predators was another one for him. A lot of cool action scenes in this and that. And then the actors are, it's tough because it is a big ensemble and there's not like a lot to do, but I would say both Millie Bobby Brown and David Harbour get incredibly compelling like monologues and scenes. And I think they're going to get in. Uh, David Harbour, I think is so good. He's not on it enough. And like I said, like they've kind of got his character separate off into a Russian prison camp, but uh, no, he's so good. I, I just think he's great. And the first seven episodes are awesome and they're longer than Belfast, and it, it, but they feel a lot shorter, I would say. So that's my little filibuster on Stranger Things. You know, when, when I said I like short movies, I like 90 minute movies, that was not an invitation for all shows to make 90 minute episodes. <laughs> Cause I, I, I still want like my 30 minute episodes and, and like, like 45 tops really for a drama. <laughs> so wait until the season volume two of Stranger Things joins when- uh, I know it's like over two and a half. The finale is two and a half hours. So can't wait for that. But I actually can't cause I can't wait to see what happens. I'm so excited. I'm a big Stranger Things fan. It's not succession. It's not, not gonna take my beloved succession from me, um, but- it's really good. And I definitely think it's going to get in for series. I just think because the tech stuff is so big. It, it's, it's shocking that like you didn't have it in series. Like once it was confirmed that it will make eligibility, I immediately put it in. I'll tell you why I didn't have it in just because I was like, well, I enjoyed the third season a lot and it was my favorite season going in. It's been such a long time. And I just, like I said about other shows, like I just feel like do people care or remember about the older shows coming back after like three years? But the reason is because of the tech, I just think, they made a big deal. I've seen people make a big deal. Like, I think they spent like $30 million an episode for this season, or that was the report for Stranger Things. And I think a big thing you'd say about Netflix shows and Marvel shows, like we've talked about, everything looks kind of cheap now, right? Like, or just like not as, not as expensive as it once was. And Stranger Things, I'm just like, they, every cent is like, it really looks good. Like they spent a lot of money on this and it looks great. And I think all the craft stuff is going to propel the series. That's why I don't think it's going I mean, to win. It, but... it made series last time without any other above the line nomination. Right. It was like carried by craft. So I always thought it, it could still get in. And I think it's still one of the shows, even though it's been gone for a couple of years. Um, and like everyone in the cast is like 45 now. Like, That's an issue. It, not going to lie. Yeah. Like it's still hugely popular and watched. You know, like yeah. I think 
people are excited for it. Um, so yeah, I have it in series. I don't have any other above the line nomination. I'll give you a person who I would love to have gotten in, but I just don't think it's, a, I don't think it can support two actors. And I don't think this actress has like enough of a, you know, credentials or, or, or track record to get in, but Sadie Sink is in it. Obviously she plays Max uh, and is amazing. Like she is absolutely the standout other than like the David Harbour, Millie Bobby Browns, like, and they give her a lot to do this season and she's wonderful, but I just don't think she would get in and supporting because the, the category is too crowded and it's like she is not known maybe Listen, she'll or, get her oscar nomination for the whale yeah it's gonna so. be a good year for sadie sink she's so good yeah. on, on but also things. remember back in season two when everyone like was like oh noah Schnapp is gonna get nominated or we're pulling hard for him and they didn't go for him yeah i don't i don't think it could support any really beyond and i don't even know if if david harbour or millie bobby brown can get in i think i have them both in eighth place in my picks because i just I'm not convinced that it can support above the line acting nominations, but I do think they're both really good in the new season. So that's why I put them in. That's it. That's yeah. it. That's I got. That's all I got for Stranger Things choice. <laughs> I mean, it, it's just, I guess it depends on like how hard they go for new shows versus how much they go back in the wall for old shows. Right. And we'll never, we, we will not know until we know. That's I don't know. And then, and then maybe if they go hard for, older shows people or networks will reevaluate their release strategies would be nice upload everything in the spring would, would be nice would be nice Joyce that, I think that's it we're going to wrap up here but we'll talk again uh, next week I guess and soon we're going to bring back our Oscars playback by popular demand I know by one person <laughs> one person tweeting at us thank you for that tweet that made my made our day uh, but Joyce I'll talk to you later <laughs> bye for all things Hollywood competition and award season, head to goldderby.com and follow us on social media at Gold Derby.